Okay, you ready? Go. Hi, and welcome to Sounds Fabulous, your weekly podcast brought to you by Images Everything Los Angeles and ThinkFabulous.com. I'm Tommy Gable. I am Camber Hill. Today is Friday, August 17th, 2007. Two of a kind, for your information, we're two of a kind. Two of a kind. My okay, so here we are in another fabulous, sounds fabulous episode. That's right. How are you doing, Cameron? Well, I'm doing well for a summer afternoon, we're nearly 90 degrees. We're halfway through the month of August. Summer's almost over. Oh, thank God, thank God. <laughs> you want summer to be over? I love fall. You love fall? I love fall. Does Southern I'm California, falling for you. Does Southern California have a fall? Uh, no, but we certainly have a summer and it sucks. Today, uh, our... Um, our principle of thinking fabulous number five, I believe, is yes, discipline. Is discipline. And we have Phyllis on the line. Are you there, Phyllis? I am. Hi, Tommy. Hi, Hi Amber. Hi. Thank you so much for taking the call, Phyllis. My pleasure. Today's subject is discipline, and we're asking you what your understanding and what your take of ben, what discipline means. You is. know, just to interrupt you. Go ahead. Just to interrupt you. You go right ahead. Um, Phyllis Brinker has been... Uh, on her own, paving her way in life. Oh, you you work in paving, Phyllis? No, 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 no. Not cement. No, she's not paving. She doesn't work in. No, she she sold that business. Oh, okay. Because I got a driveway that needs work. She's not going to no? help you. Okay. She's not going to help. She's Moving much right too snobby. Are you she's... still there, Phyllis? Have you hung up yet? No, I'm still here. Okay. Oh <laughs> my God, that sucker. Um, she has taken care and supported her and her husband have enabled themselves with their paving business with their paving business to do nothing but what they feel is right when they feel it's right to do it and that is a huge discipline they are not big nine to fivers um and they left the big city and they moved into a a a place that is very rural their home was built in what 1850 no 1805 1805 oh my god phyllis um, 200 years old how has discipline played a role in your life and your success well, first I have to tell you, I feel that I'm not really very disciplined at all, but um, I, I guess I am because um, I get a lot accomplished, but I, I'm always beating myself up about it. You know, I'm always feeling like uh, I never get enough done, I never get enough accomplished at the end of the day. Um, even though sometimes I work from the minute I get up until the minute I go to bed. So do you think now, that discipline I is... I tell you that I, I stay in bed all day, so that's pretty easy to <laughs> do. Phyllis, do you think that discipline is actually something that uh, is everly elusive? Everly? I'm making up a word here. You Work said everly. It's a real discipline. Everly elusive. It's a, it's a real discipline to make up words Phyllis like I do. Brinker is a well-educated woman. You don't think she heard you say everly? Uh, Phyllis, is it... Is it something that's always elusive to you, or something that you're... First, tell me what for? Everly means. <laughs> you know, you people are going to have to start being nice to me, or I'm going to start this recording all over again. Oh, no, again. don't start it again. Um, is it something that you find that discipline is something that eludes you, mostly? Uh, well, I, I, I feel that I beat myself up a lot about it. Um, I feel that uh, it's something hard for me. Um, uh, but I'm probably very disciplined, is the truth. Um, when I think about it, I think I am very disciplined, but I do think I'm not disciplined. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, uh. you, you might see yourself in a middle ground, meaning you, you have discipline in your life, but you don't necessarily feel that you're disciplined enough? Correct. Yeah. You well, got can, it. Can, you, can you feather out of all of the 
time, all the moons that have passed in your lifetime, can you recall when you really needed to belly up and get something done in order to keep your business, um, you know, flexed with cash and going, and you had to step up to the plate and do something extraordinary? Is there a certain situation that you can tell us about in brief where you accomplished something and at the end of the night you went, pulled that off, and that took discipline? What would that experience have been? That experience would have been bringing someone new into the business and getting them started. And having them accomplish something, obviously. Well, having them uh, 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 just accomplish a start, that's hard for people to start. And just for um, our six listeners, um, Phyllis <laughs> is... Um, seven now with Phyllis. Seven with Phyllis now, because she, she'll hear herself, um, which is how we got the last six. Uh is in network marketing. So when they get somebody uh, into their web, there's an, a possible influx in their cash. So that's what she's referring to as recruiting someone. Recruiting uh, you, someone, helping them start their own business, helping them make money, helping them change their lives. Right. So you generally think of, of discipline, at, not necessarily as a dirty word, but more along the lines of uh, something that reflects more of a, a chore rather than a joy. I think for me sometimes it's a chore, right. and I think my most disciplined days are when I don't think about being disciplined, when I just do it. Do the work. Perfect. Right. Thank you. Thank you so we much. We appreciate everything that you've shared with us tonight. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So there we have it. We have her, which I think is a very common truth, is that when you lose sight of yourself, when your life is your work and your work is your life, Discipline is the key to your well-being, to your financial well-being, your spiritual well-being. There's nobody from high school students to sixth graders to the president of some major corporation who loses sight of the fact that they're hungry or they need to take a cigarette break or have some water and they're so into their work and they know they need to accomplish something and they lose sight that they're so disciplined they get it done. That's a true bless, blissful discipline. Well, I think one of the points that she made here, which I think is universal also, and what I'm hoping that we can dispel during our conversation tonight, is that discipline is something of a chore. It's when people hear the word discipline, they usually tend to cringe. Right. And uh, for, for a lot of us, especially those of us with Catholic backgrounds, we learned <laughs> that discipline was something akin to uh, learning how to kneel at the in the pew without your butt you know, sitting on the seat but you know standing up straight and right. and having perfect posture and um, writing your letters and your alphabet out perfectly with a perfect hand at all times until your hand cramps up we we have negative feelings about the word discipline because I think it was instilled in us in a young age as something that was something that had to happen but that wasn't necessarily fun yeah, like in homework to begin with, in our elementary stages. Homework was a disciplined time. You had to sit down and accomplish the the given agenda to accomplish, you know, to get through that mm -hmm. a day's learning and to show up at school and give back, it, regurgitate what you had learned to pass your tests. That's the first discipline, I think, right, that we get. Right, right, right. Um, and I think that the one thing that's really important as um, we mature is to realize that um, some of the greatest spiritually enlightened people are extremely disciplined. Oh, yes. Some of the greatest people who learn the art of discipline, let's say, for example, is rock and roll. Like, we all want to be rock and rollers and have sex and drugs and, and uh, beautiful homes. Uh, let's use Queen as an example. One of the 
beautiful aspects of the group Queen was they all had PhDs. They're one of the few groups I know in the music industry who became number one, and they all had bloody PhDs. Kiss too. P was Kiss, PhDs yes, and masters. Kiss, yeah. Here's a way where Masters in music. men learned the critical thinking, critical executive thinking. And then once they mastered discipline, they were able to move into any genre that lit their hearts up. Uh, Bill Gates, you know, sitting in the middle of Harvard and all of a sudden wants to uh, go south instead of heading east where he was supposed to go. But per, he learned. There were times when he would be so unshowered for days that he was gross to be around. You're talking about Bill Gates. Bill Gates. And where'd you get from this? Windows? Oh. Because as an executive recruiter in the late 90s, I had to study the man who became great in software development, and so I know some of these people's backgrounds. So with him, he was so uh, repulsive to people in <laughs> meetings because he was oily and stinky. He wouldn't stop programming or coming up with his his ways to move well, forward. Honestly, you, what, so disciplined. What you're, discipline. what you're seeing as a discipline, I see as obsessive compulsive behavior. Well, uh, but I've used, the, I'm using an extreme analogy with Bill Gates. But, but we oh, can use the these English boys or these American well, guys. Let's first, let's, let's clarify okay. what discipline is generally in the hearts and minds of the people that are listening to the program because what I was hoping we could do with today's discussion about discipline is to pinpoint how people generally think about it okay. and not unlike how Phyllis thinks about it and right. how most people think about right. it. And 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 then but I think what we're going to point do is out is what what I'd like to point out is what the beauty of what real discipline actually right. is. It's not something to be feared. It's not something to be right. dreaded right. or to, right. to, to remark the drudgery of your life, but actually right. a, a fantastic companion to have in your work and in your art life yes. in your social life and in your love life discipline can really play a major role in your own personal fabulousness right if you look at it correctly and i think right. most people most people don't well no but these but these these and i'm completely with you on that however i think we have to i think one thing that we're going to do with this product with this conversation this conversation is a product is we're going to rewire not only ourselves by virtue of our argument for what we believe discipline is or, or in our debate but to impregnate our six listeners with a new way of understanding that discipline is your best friend. Exactly. If you want to have a great body, a nice diet, uh, this is the way to go. So I get ready you. to be fabulous, look fabulous, and smell pretty. When we come back, we're going to talk more about discipline and what the real meaning of discipline is and how we can apply it in our lives to become more fabulous. Right when we get back, right after these messages, I'm Tommy Gable. And I'm Camber Hill. We'll be right back. To the kind. For your information, we're two of a kind. Two of a kind. It's my observation, we're two of a kind. Peas in a pod, and birds of feather, alone or together, you'll find... Are you feeling underappreciated? <laughs> Unloved? Why not stop by thinkfabulous.com and give your life and your attitude a kick in the ass? <laughs> ThinkFabulous.com has been renovated with 12 new and interesting principles on how to live a fabulous and wonderful life. Not to mention a whole bunch of new, terrific Think Fabulous gear that you can buy online and have shipped directly to your home for you to wear. So stop by ThinkFabulous.com today. www.ThinkFabulous.com 
birds of feather alone are together you'll find that we are two of a kind what's so wrong thinking like okay. that i truly do believe that you know just by being here just by the virtue of us being here through nine Sounds Fabulous episodes, not to mention all the Two Drunks on Thursdays episodes that we had before right, that. Right. Being able to meet on the same night every right. week and do this kind of work, it's a, it's a discipline, but we don't really see it as a discipline, do we? No, we see it as absolutely fun. Yes, but we have to schedule it. We have to schedule it. It, it takes some effort to be here. Yes. We have to put certain things aside, shut yes. off the phones and all yes. that. By the way, did you shut off your phone? No. I didn't either. Um, but you see, I think the, the point that I, I'd like us to make tonight is that I'd like to change the way people think about discipline in general. Okay. Well, I think that you should give us an example at your home life of a way that discipline could enhance the um, the whole feel and vibe at your home. Give us an example of how discipline could do that. Well, I think um, as a person gets older, they start realizing what role discipline actually plays in your life. And I think the farther you get away from Catholic school, the less often you start actually thinking about what you're doing as a discipline and just as something that you're doing you know what i mean yeah which is not far away from islamic behavior or judaism or any of the organized and organized is you know, organized religions yeah. is are, are fabulous things at least they were organized because uh, uh, a disorganized religion would really be a pain in my ass you see but i um, think you know what a lot of people don't understand is that you know the benefit what that, about your lawn that, well, i was going to tell you the benefit that you get from a from <laughs> tell me about your lawn turn discipline short turn a short term discipline okay I thought um, you were making him another word. No, a short, the benefits that you get from a short-term mm -hmm. discipline... And your hair looks good, by the way. ...outweigh today. all the effort. Thank you. Uh -huh. That's my discipline. Uh -huh. uh, they outweigh the work that goes into the actual discipline involved. Like, you know, for example, mm -hmm. uh, I was having trouble with my lawn. I didn't like how it looked. I was Every time I walked by it or every time I parked my car near and looked at it, I wasn't really happy with how it looked. Right. So I That's decided, how I felt about your hair last week. So I decided, you know what, Saturday mornings are the days I'm going to devote to my lawn just right. to my green lawn and let's see what happens and so i fertilized it of course and i decided that saturday mornings are going to trim it you know mow it and weed eat it going to get out the lawnmower and the weed eater instead of staying in bed and doing my uh sudoku or the hell crossword is that? puzzles it's just games in the paper oh, um, in the I'm bed gonna, yeah just lie in my bed with a paper and do the games huh. um I'll just, def you're definitely over 40 <laughs> i'll spend the time um working on the lawn yeah. and i put my sprinkler on a cycle so that it sprinkles it every other day yeah. for 15 minutes yeah. and uh my god i've got a beautiful green lush lawn that just looks amazing now wow. and it's just been a couple of weeks and every day you drive up you get to well, the, the nice thing about that is i'm really proud of what i was able to accomplish just by applying a little discipline. bit of discipline. And you've kind of fleshed out um, a notion about discipline that's kind of a key simple ingredient, which is scheduling. So if you, so do you believe that scheduling is one way to become, like you're scheduled to come here well, on I'm, Friday. I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. Do you think that the Dalai Lama is a disciplined person? Oh yeah, oh Do you think my he's God. probably one of the top most disciplined people that you know? Yeah. Uh, if you read in the book The Art of Happiness, the, it's the, a fabulous book. The Dalai Lama has just about every minute of his day scheduled. Every minute of his day scheduled. That's because and he he's giggles got as he so walks many it. things to do in right. his day, um, right. and yet he he's mindful. He, he's wise. He's authentic. He's happy. He has integrity. He's fabulous. He has enlightened self-interest. He's fabulous. He's you know why? He's, because he's following the twelve. 
What'd you call them early? Principles. Yeah, the principles. Yeah, you see, you meet. There are twelve principles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what they are, that's and that's what he are. follows. He follows all twelve of them. Probably. So if our six listeners probably even sixty-five bite or so more this. principles of thinking fabulous that we that's don't really right. know about. But yeah, well, we'll do that next year. I understand that one of his disciplines, which I, which is one of the things that just blew my mind, because he spent a lot of time in his book talking about, well, I pray about this and I pray about that, and I say, and I have fifteen hours of prayer a day, and I'm like, how does the man get anything done if he spends all this time praying? Right. And the person who was interviewing him in the book actually asked him, well, how's your feelings on, like, in that one year he had lost his mother and his brother, they had both passed right, away, right. and he said, how did that feel for you? as a human being to lose people so close to you. And he says, well, it's part of my discipline to, pr when I pray during the day, one of the things I do during my prayers, and I don't know whether it's hour five or hour 15 that he does this, but he thinks about every person in his world at that time, everyone that's close to him, everyone that he knows, everyone that he's just met, and he thinks about them, and he's grateful for them, and he prays for them, and he actually thinks about how he would feel if he had lost them. Mm. He goes over that emotion mm. in his mind and in his heart. And so he, he stays real fresh and he grieves and for them at that moment, realizing that everything he has at any moment can be taken away from him. Yeah, exactly. Right. So that right. when he actually lost his mother and lost his brother, right. it was much less of a grieving process than it would be from people who were totally taken back by it, totally surprised by it. And you taking it for granted. You see the point? Yes. His discipline right. allowed him the opportunity to recover more right. quickly from a devastating loss. Right. It took the blow away. Right. You see, it really serves us. It serves us down the line to have disciplines in our lives. And actually something I think that we should embrace. Right. Something that we should look for in different ways mm -hmm. that we can apply discipline. What about you? What kind of disciplines do you have in your life that serve you on a daily basis? It would be things on uh, meditation. It serves me tremendously. I wish they would have brought it into my elementary schools. Meditation uh, allows me to be more intuitive and into it, as they say. I, I, are you into it? I am an into it. Um, that you learn to, in, that uh, lends itself to understanding how people are feeling when you walk into a room and being, um, keeping your center in all kinds of situations, whether they're overwhelmingly joyful or overwhelmingly oh, pissy fabulous. or angry, you're always <laughs> doing well. So that discipline allows you to do that. If um, I have also found discipline in my diet, you know, I've been a, a vegetarian for almost 25 years. And so I can drive through an entire city and pass 1,300 fast food places and they do not vibe with me. They don't call me. I don't damn them. I just think, oh, there's an empty house of solid waste flowing from the grill <laughs> into the human body as they drive through. Oh, look at that human waste. And it's all packaged and looking pretty. But I look for a place to get nourishment you know, for some, your body. Some nourishment because some I am food. hot. Because that's part of your discipline. I am fabulous. Make sure that nothing goes into your body that isn't no, as fabulous. No, I don't as you watch are. television or movies or food or kiss people that are trashy. <laughs> I think one of the things that uh, we failed to point out in this discussion about discipline, and actually it's kind of funny, but it, it actually makes the point beautifully, is that all the other points and all the other uh, principles of thinking fabulous that we've already mentioned, uh, authenticity, uh, integrity, enlightened self-interest, mindfulness, these are all uh, disciplines 
in themselves. Yes, they uh, are. And we talked about that last week, how mindfulness is something that you constantly have to bring yourself back to. Right. And, and authenticity is something that you have to concentrate on to make sure that right. you're the same person in your head and your heart as you are in front of your friends. You your will feel one. so good by doing and acting being an active, the word responsible, if we could have our six listeners and us for a week <laughs> be responsible Phyllis. to these, oh, seven, these valuable assets. The word responsible comes from responsible. The word responsible comes from to be responsible. We are able to respond. We are able and willing to respond to ourselves and the world at large. We are connected to each drop of rain following in the rainforest. Oh yeah, we're losing the rainforest, we need to keep on that. Every wave that crashes, every baby that cries, every bit of good fortune, the fires that are burning somewhere in the world, we're all connected right now. In that connectedness is the power of thinking fabulous and doing things that you passionately love doing. You got brought here for a purpose and to peel your banana back and understand who you are and what you're about with these principles will make you the most successful individual in the world. That with good discipline, mm -hmm. mindfulness, mm -hmm. enlightened self-interest, mm -hmm. authenticity, mm -hmm. and keeping an eye on your own integrity, mm -hmm. Thinking Fabulous can be yours in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. I'm Tommy Gable. And I'm Camber Hill. When you come back next week, we're going to talk about our next element, our next principle mm -hmm. of Thinking Fabulous. What would that be? That's going to be self-improvement. Not unlike what we've been trying to do all along. Mm -hmm. Isn't that fabulous? It is indeed. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to see you after you go windsurfing on Friday. <laughs> I'll see you next week. I'm Tommy Gable. And I'm Camber Hill. This is Th Sounds Fabulous, brought to you by Images Everything Los Angeles. Which is a fabulous graphic design place. You'd be crazy to waste your time anywhere else. And thinkfabulous.com. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. What's so wrong thinking life's a song and reaching for a star? Who's to say if we go the whole way?